Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Holistic University. I'm Elena. And I'm Allie. Welcome, welcome back. Episode two of season three. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have um, a great episode for you guys today. But first, let's get into our Campus Rec highlights of the week. So this episode comes out every Wednesday. Our podcast comes out always on Wednesdays. So tomorrow is the Free Farmer's Market on the quad, 1130 to 1230. And then... 2 to 3 p.m. We also have craft night this week on Friday um, at 1 o'clock. And then the following week, Allie, our co-host, has her first craft night of the semester. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Wednesday the 28th at 8 p.m. in the Wellness Resource Center. And yeah, guys, come on over. We're going to be down. painting together whoop, whoop. For, for, craft night, for our first craft night. It'll be similar to like what a muse paint bar will be, except I will be leading the painting session nice nice and i will figure out what you guys will be painting (laughs) so it is the week of september 18th this is right before my birthday wow Mm. so listeners when this comes out i will be about to be in disney (gasps) wow you lucky yeah how exciting thank you i get to celebrate my birthday in disney I'm very one lucky girl. I will be twer- turning 22, even though I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but it's fine. Oh, that's so fun. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. What about you? What's this week have in store in internships? What um, round are you still in? So I am still working for SnapEd. Um, so that's going really well. Uh, I just had a wedding. One of my nice. friends, Mary. So, nice, nice, nice. And my boyfriend got to come too. So I flew down to North Carolina and I also flew down with my best friend who I hadn't seen in so long. Aww. In Canada and she flew with her boyfriend. So we all got to see each other. Oh, that's it great. Really nice. It was like all of us in high school. Aww. So yeah, it was really sweet. But back to work. <laughs> yeah, back to work. Oh my goodness. Work, 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 work. So much work. Um, so today, guys, we have two very, very amazing girls or women. Um, I know them from Nutrition Club. They were a part of my executive board last school year when I was a senior in Nutrition Club. Their names are Hannah Wiener and Amanda Hodet. Her name, I love her last name. I just sometimes butcher it. She'll say it better than I do right now. But, um, they're going to be our guest speakers, and we're going to be talking about self-compassion and jealousy in college. Ooh. It's going to be more about, like, how social media affects our brains. These two women are amazing. I love them so much, and we're excited to have them on. So we're going to be talking about kind of how social media affects being women, how it kind of makes us feel internally and affects our self-esteem. And we're also <laughs> going to be talking about self-confidence and seeing... That everybody goes through this because social media is such a ginormous part of our generation. And it's great, but it's also horrible. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Don't you feel that way? It's way more common than people think. It's yeah. Way more yeah, definitely. And then we'll go into how we overcome these obstacles and how not every day is perfect, but things that we do and stories we have of how we overcame it. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right, now let's get into it with our special guests. Hi, Hannah and Amanda. How are you guys? Good. Hi. 
So I gave our listeners a little bit of how information of how I know you guys, but can each of you give us a wonderful introduction of who you are and, you know, what you're majoring in, where you're from, just a little bit of info? Yes. My name's Amanda Hodnett. I'm going to be a junior at the University of Rhode Island. My major is dietetics, and I'm from Belmore, Long Island. Woo-boo, Belmore. (laughs) Hi, guys. My name is Hannah Weiner, and I'm also a junior at University of Rhode Island, and I'm from Comac, Long Island, so also Long Island, and I'm a nutrition dietetics major just like Amanda. Wow. Am I the only Connecticut person here, then? I definitely am. Listeners, you're going to hear a lot of Long Island accents, I think, today. But it's fine. We, I embrace it. I embrace the Long Island. So I gave a little bit of an intro up to what we're going to be talking about today. So let's get into our kind of first segment of this episode. So, um, again, we're going to be focusing on women for this episode since we couldn't um, find someone who was either male or non-binary. But um, we're going to kind of be sharing our experiences and stories of how as women on social media, we feel like sometimes kind of those negative emotions rise up from seeing kind of women, Allie and I call it, which even social media calls it like the it girl where they fit that certain body type and look that kind of as women we see of like, apparently we have to look that way. Yeah. And this also to, to uh, put out there that it is normal to have these feelings. Like Elaine and I host the podcast and we like, have experienced these feelings and that's why we have you guys so that like our listeners can understand that this is collective this isn't just like you're not alone in these feelings it really is uh very common for everyone to feel this way at some point in time yeah um I guess I'll even go first so for example um so when I was a freshman it was the year wow I'm starting to feel old listeners um (laughs) it was September 2018 So, before COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. And everybody's on Instagram. Everybody's on TikTok. Not TikTok. TikTok wasn't even really a thing until COVID. Wait a minute. Everybody was on Snapchat and everybody was on Instagram. And I have all my friends who are going off to college. And I wasn't the popular girl in high school. So, there was already that being into effect of what, like, I feel like I had to be, like, well-known and, like, befriend everybody and all that. But... I then get to college and I go to URI and then I start trying to join clubs and organizations. I try and do recruitment and I see all these pictures flowing in of people going out and people like dressing like with their, you know, crop tops and jeans and like their makeup done and all that. And listeners, mind you, if you've seen the URI campus rec, I have really curly hair. I have really, really thick curly hair. And that alone and kind of my body type and I've shared my story about eating and whatnot on social media that alone set me on the negative tract of just like this sorry for my language this sucks so and then I would try and post pictures on social media and then see other girls posting pictures and I'm like do I feel like I have to straighten my hair do I feel like I have to tan my body to look kind of like the pictures that I'm seeing on social media of other females that go to the same school as me do I have to go to the gym and start working out like crazy and we mentioned in next episode how I then kind of became a cardio bunny because of how social media was affecting how I felt like I had to fit into this we'll keep calling it the it girl image so I then felt like I had to be off campus all the time 
and join certain crowds and feel pressure to do things just again to fitting into kind of what social media was telling me that's the way I have to look and the way I have to have fun which kind of stunk I was gonna say suck I'm just gonna say sucks um but yeah especially then I would even get comments of people in person from seeing my social media when I would venture off campus or even being on campus and it's kind of the nightlife on campus saying why don't you straighten your hair or I get comments of are you mixed are you latin are you spanish oriented so it was hard because I have just normal brown curly hair I have hips I have bigger thighs and I would even get comments from the male species, I'm going to call them male species, of kind of, and this is really horrible, and I would get comments from guys saying that I should go to the gym, when, mind you, I was already pretty thin for my freshman year, oh, heavily shot. focused on cardio. It, it was horrible. It was horrible. Sometimes, sometimes people stink, but yeah, yeah, I was then, oh. huh? I said, yeah, they do. Holy yeah. cow. But it just really sinks because it was just social media reinforcing. Because, mind you, let's say if we lived in a world of social media, I wouldn't be getting those comments about, like, feeling like I needed to straighten my hair. I wouldn't be getting those comments feeling that people or guys seeing my social media who I was trying to get to know and, like, make relationships with people and, like, I was single, like, just, like, trying to get to know people. And I wouldn't be getting those comments if they weren't looking at my social media. Or they weren't being... Because think about it. If everybody wasn't on social media seeing all the same images of women trying to fit a certain type, the people I would be interacting with wouldn't feel like I had to look that way. Right? Yeah, and it's also how, like... It's not even just how much people post. Yeah. It's uh, how people interact with those posts. Like, you'll see that, like, this person gets, like, so many likes and comments and whatever so that will then lead people to kind of like subconsciously think oh so she's getting a lot of likes and comments this is the stand this must be somewhat of a standard of what i need to look like or what i should yeah. strive to be it's it really is like like such a mind game to be honest and i i'm totally for like instagram turning off like the how many likes you get yeah yeah i agree with that I'm going to jump in about social media, too. I feel like that's what's hurting our generation the most, because like what you were saying with the it girl, it's like you have to be skinny. And most people like blondes, the blue eyes, tan. But in reality, like I'm all the opposite. So when you see that, yeah, it can like, really hurt and bring you down. But you don't know the other side of it. Like they can be going through so much. But the thing is, they're not going to show that they're going to yeah. show their best moments. But in reality like it, they're just trying to get the likes maybe they're trying to boost themselves up which is not, like good for them like they're gonna boost themselves up but they don't understand that it can bring many down and even with like i'd say tiktok there's even like different trends where it's like guys will say like what they're looking for it's like she's a 10 but let's say she's too heavy that, that. brings girls down so much and realistically girls are doing that to guys too so it's not like one's better than the other but let's say a girl who is heavy sees that they're gonna think differently and they're gonna have they're gonna want to change their actions but they shouldn't have to yeah and also it took a lot of time to realize too like because yes like the it girl you hear a lot about it's 
a certain like hair color and all that but then it's a lot of time realizing that the person on the other end could be wishing that they looked differently for example which is kind of about like our last segment of this is realizing so much through other stories like I would be at the gym and working out and I had the most beautiful woman come up to me she had blonde hair beautiful olive tan skin like blue eyes like exactly the persona of what we call an it girl and she went up to me and she said I love your hair and you must be working out so much because your butt looks amazing and I was like and I was so taken aback because I was like how is a girl like that complimenting me but then it was like really reflecting on myself I'm like no like I am beautiful but there could be things that the it girls quotation marks we identify like what there could be things that they think that they need when we are actually wanting what they have. Does that make sense? Yeah, they always feel like you want what you can't have. Yeah. So she may have straight hair, but loves your hair and yeah. like, things like that. Yeah. Hannah, what were you going to say? I was definitely going to agree on that because I've experienced that too. And it's, you always, like Amanda said, you always want what you can't have. And I think a big thing on social media is that people see this life, right? That Amanda said they're putting out their best image, their best selves, but that's not realistic. It's not. I mean, everyone cries, but no one's going to go post on Instagram about a picture of them crying. It's just not going to happen. And another thing that we definitely like should be addressed is the fact that photoshop exists and filters exist and angles exist i mean when you're taking a photo shoot with your friends you're looking you take i don't know about you guys but i literally take about 50 photos because i cannot i need the best angle and it's it's posing you're posing yourself to make yourself look the best but in reality you know we all sit down we all bend down we 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 have roles that's realistic you know but you're not going to see that on social media so it's hard growing up in a college setting and seeing all these girls living their best lives on social media on a friday night while you're staying in and studying and being studious and you're seeing everyone going out and you're comparing yourself you're saying why am i not like this and it's it's difficult it's a really it's difficult situation especially as a college student i totally can like relate to that too i was definitely one of the people that would like stay in rather than go out and I would get jealous of like people that maybe had like less schoolwork or felt like they could manage their time better to go out more it was weird because I was almost I was jealous of that but then I was also jealous of the fact that even if I did have the spare time I still wasn't a hundred percent comfortable going out especially early years of college it wasn't until like later junior or senior year that I was like cool we're gonna go out and I think maybe it's because I turned 21 and I felt more comfortable then but I just like it was weird I was like jealous that they got to go out and then when it was time and I was able to I was like oh I don't really know if I want to you know Mm. um so it's like it's a weird thing you can be kind of I guess jealous or envious of multiple things and then that can also lead to like self-reflection of okay maybe why why am I feeling this way it's okay to feel this way I don't have to be like them you know yeah right right I think the worst time in this semester especially now that's fall semester where it's kind of like feeling you have to go out and feeling you have to look a certain way and I could be wrong but hollow week 
Mm-hmm. Everybody's dressing oh, yeah. up. And yeah. it was probably the hardest point in my freshman year because, mind you, again, like, I'm not the size that everybody on social media says I need to be. And I learned to love my body, but at the same time, it's like, I can't pull off all the costumes I see on, like, the roadie college accounts and the competitions and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah. Like, why do they even do that? Like, Yeah, Yeah, the competitions, like, I think that's so damaging. Like Very damaging. Like, if it's a costume contest for the creativity, then that's different. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's about the looks. It's... And that's really unfortunate because, you know, when you're, again, when you're scrolling on social media and you see that, it's, you're now comparing your costume, which you worked so hard on to put together, and now you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't get on this this page, so what's wrong with me, you know? Yeah. Like, last year, um, so mind you listeners, I'm 21, last year I literally was like, it was Thursday, so we all know what that is if you're from URI and listening, so <laughs> I ventured out into the nightlife on a Thursday night and I literally did not care whatsoever. I threw on a long sleeve black shirt and my utility green pants and I became Kim Possible even though I don't have red I hair. That and I was on. like, oh go yeah, back. I told you. Go back to the Halloween episode from last year, okay? And we talked about our costumes. Her costume was bloody fantastic. No, the, the Kim- costume that was better was my Joker costume. And then I did, um, what was it? It was the Christian Bale one. American Psycho. That yes. was fun. Yes. But, yeah. I literally gave zero thoughts. I was like, whatever this competition, I'm going to have a fun time. I don't care what social media tells me I need to work. Yeah. I would yeah, like no, to be warm. Like, I definitely, like, during Halloween time, like, when everyone was getting dressed up, I one of my, I guess, insecurities that I had was that I, listen... I'm fine with my height, and I like that I'm short, but I always would, like, get a little more envious of people who had, like, the long, yeah. like, long legs, you know what I mean? I'm five one, so I'm not, like, the shortest, but I'm definitely not the tallest person, so I would look at people and be like, wow, like, they have such long, like, beautiful legs, and I'd be like, I don't have, like, long, pretty legs, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm 5'3", so I, I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, I'm they, on the opposite yeah. end of that. See, I'm so tall, but I'm like you are. I can wow. be insecure with it. I'm like five eight, so not so tall. But like at Rhode Island, like the guys are like not at. I feel like I'm taller than most guys in the room. So then it's like I get insecure when I'm tall against like taller than all of them, and then I'm like, oh, I wish I could be like smaller and just like fit in more. Okay, so it goes both ends. This is literally the prime time example of one person who has one thing can be insecure and envious of someone else who has the very opposite thing, but then they also jealous of that. This is the prime time example. (laughs) What about you, Hannah? Do you have anything like specific that you've noticed that um, social media has made you more, I guess, envious of when it comes to looks or like attitudes, things like that? Like, like we were talking about earlier envious of people who go out more not go out more yeah yeah definitely so honestly what I've noticed about my self-confidence is that I find that people that obsess over their body image you know body you can go to the gym and you can work out but your face I mean unless you get plastic surgery it's it's really it's hard to change and I've had insecurities about my face structures before and looking at girls and 
I don't really have the smallest nose. And I, over high school, I was so insecure about it. And I would look at all these girls that have these nice small noses, you know, then there was a trend on TikTok where they would show their side profile. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I didn't like my side profile. And it's just made me, it was, it's hard. It's hard to see it on my phone constantly. But, you know, if I ever say it to my friends, they're like, what do you mean? You don't even have a small nose, you know? But sometimes that's the thing is that your own insecurities, people may not even realize are, you know, as real as they are or that they're valid. But that's okay because they only need to be valid towards yourself. You know what I'm saying? so but yeah i've definitely had my fair share (laughs) so it's it's hard yeah Yeah. if you think there's a single person who hasn't been envious at least once in their life of someone else that they've seen like strangers whatever social media um you're you're like kidding yourself you're lying to yourself at that point like you every single person has gone through this motion at least yeah, I forgot what interview I was watching, or it was even a segment, but it was some very, very, very famous supermodel that, like, everybody, like, loves and, like, idolizes. And she was saying, and it was similar to, like, my experience at the gym of how, like, the very, very beautiful woman coming up to me and complimenting me, I was like, why are you complimenting me? Have you seen yourself? Like, she's envious of me. She was saying how there's so much stuff on her body that she wishes to change, but everybody, like, everybody in magazines everybody on instagram everybody on social media idolizes her but there's things about herself that she's just as self-confidence self-conscious as every other person online is so it's really really eye-opening yeah i just honestly think that the quote you're never satisfied until you're dead is so true because the thing is that you're never going to be done working on yourself whether that's internally or externally until it's you know until you can't and you're always gonna be I mean I don't know about you guys but I am so beyond hard on myself and not even just with you know my looks with school and everything social it's just it's crazy and you're always looking to better yourself but you know there are some things that people definitely take to an extreme when it's like you know, looking to better yourself is looking at your physical aspects and wishing that you can change it, but you can't, you know, because I mean, plastic surgery, all this crazy stuff, it's so expensive. And at the end of the day, if you do that, like, you know, you wouldn't even feel like truly you're your born self. So it's, it's tough. And you shouldn't have to feel like you should change yourself. But because of the stigmas, you do. And it's, it's tough. Yeah, I love that quote that you said. That's awesome. And it's so so true. Yeah. I don't know really where true. I heard it from, but I think maybe it was TikTok, but I'm not sure. But I it's always stuck with me. It kinda like reminds me of the concept that people say oh, how do they say it? Like, oh you're you're most beautiful when you're happiest. But it's always when you're happiest, you're not like posting or scrolling on social media. You're always your happiest when you're in your element and you don't even see yourself in your happiest moments in your most beautiful moments it's other people who are seeing you so you don't even get to see the most beautiful version of yourself that's what other people can experience so just like how we all realize that or now that we realize everyone has their own envious insecurities it's like we also recognize that we see beauty in other people that they don't get to see in themselves like physically you know what i mean 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, like, another thing is another quote that I heard, um, if we're talking about social media and just comparing your life. Yeah. So I always would, you know, get upset and be like, why am I upset? There's, you know, people that have it worse. But one thing, one quote that really helped me was that, you know, just because someone's happier, does that mean that you can't be happy yourself? And that's the same thing about your body and your personal growth of, of working out. You know, you've come a long way at the gym, but because someone's looks better than you, does that mean that you shouldn't be proud of yourself of how far you've come along? So I, I love I love quotes. They help me through so much. <laughs> They're cheesy, but I love them. No, we love no, the quotes. I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. I'll like write stuff on my mirror or I'll write it on a post-it note and then stick it on my mirror. It's so helpful, guys definitely give it a try it sounds cheesy but it works yeah and hannah the comment you made earlier about how we're really hard on ourselves, i realize and honestly it's through working on this podcast i realize that as college students we are i think the most nitpicky in our lives we will ever be because one we're living in an age of internet and social media two we have so much being thrown at ourselves and it's the biggest point in our life where everything in the world is telling us you have to decide your future so we are then so nitpicky because it's like it's either we crash and burn or we succeed and survive and three we're with so many different people and seeing and being exposed to so many different things that it's just like our brains on hyperdrive i didn't realize it until covid hit that like i was like being shown so much and focusing on so much that of course i was like mentally like stressing out all the time and going insane and easily falling into the trap of like feeling low self-esteem from seeing stuff on social media because I was so overly stimulated with so much going on that I was being so nitpicky to make sure that I succeed so that like I can then move on to the next step and the next step so that everything is then figured out so it's even harder for us not to fall into these traps of just like being burnt out or being anxious or being low self-esteem or falling into like bad cycles like any like negative thing that could come out of college it's so hard for us not to do because there's just so much being thrown at us and told to us and especially even like when COVID happened that was even worse because it was like okay we don't know what we're doing right now here's everything that was happening before COVID you still have to focus on that okay now let's crank it up 10 times but that was great uh, Amanda do you have any more um that you want to share about this i was just gonna um add that i think it's okay to like when we have these feelings to feel them but i don't think we should dwell on them for a while because if you keep pushing them to the side they're still going to be there and they're just going to add up but you don't want to have them carried on with you forever and ever because that won't help either facts we learn from the emotions that we feel and there's definitely a line between okay Ignoring them is not going to do anything. And then dwelling on them is just going to make them stick even longer. So where's the happy medium? You can acknowledge that you have these feelings. Realize that, okay, uh, maybe my mind is playing tricks on me. Because if you really, like, have the bigger picture of, okay, if everyone's feeling this way, then it's normal. And then I know that it's just a societal, really deeply rooted thing that I'm feeling, you can get over it quicker. What do you guys have for, like, tips to, like, increase your confidence and kind of get over these feelings? That was a really good segue. You did my segue for me. Snaps for that. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) 
go, Allie, for going into the next segment. Nice. So for me, one thing that I noticed about myself is that I would always focus on the negative and I would always be at the gym and looking at like my arms think, oh my gosh, I want to get bigger, stronger there. But instead of that, I've kind of changed my mindset into looking at instead of saying five negative things, saying five positive things that I like about myself. So anytime I feel myself getting down and, you know, hurtful towards myself is I just say five things that I like about myself, whether that's my body or my personality or what I have to offer to my friends and family or my education, just it could be anything. But boosting yourself up is the biggest thing for me. And you have to be your own, your biggest supporter. So, you know. Yeah, honestly, I read this is probably the psychology, the old psychology major in my brain. I cannot believe I'm saying old psychology major like that's over. But we're programmed to think negatively. And when I realized that, it made me real. When I realized that we were programmed to think negatively, it made me take a step back and be okay that, not okay, but accept the fact that I was so negative about myself. And look, like, it's still, it's not a destination, it's a journey. Like, some days are better than others, like I always say. But the fact that I, that if we realize that we're programmed to think negatively and that it's not completely our fault of thinking these emotions and beating ourselves up even more that we were thinking these emotions is a lot healthier because then it helps us to move on and then light at the end of the tunnel move it to positive and re-engineer our brain for it to be positive yeah I like that five positive thing though Hannah I what I used to do and I need to get back into it when I was deeply rooted in the social media changing and feeling like I wasn't how I should be and how I should look I one I stopped posting on social media like I haven't really posted on social media like at all or like ever anymore and I still scroll on TikTok I still scroll on Instagram but I feel like since I haven't posted on social media and feeling like validation and like likes and all that has helped me a lot and I know I'll go back to posting at some point but right now I'm kind of just like I don't see the point my friends see who I am and all that. I post on Instagram stories sometimes, but it's mainly to promote this podcast or to promote um, club and stuff I have going on. But that helped a lot when I was kind of in like the deepest of deep in terms of social media, if that makes sense. I said deepest of deep. Nice. (laughs) No, I agree. I definitely agree that for me and my mental health, I found that when I was in high school, I went through a week where I actually just realized that I was having such a hard time with social media because I was always comparing myself and I took a break from it and it was so refreshing. Yeah. So I instead I, you know, got outside, I did other activities, I read my book and you love just reading. so much yes, love reading. Um, there's just so much more to life than social media and scrolling on those apps. I love the social media cleanse. My friends and roommates have done it. I've even done it where you literally just delete all your social media apps for a week. And it's so refreshing because you really understand that life isn't revolving around a social media page. And it's a breath of fresh air. And honestly, I feel like I should go back to doing it again because it's so, like, reinvigorating. All these adjectives I'm spewing out. But it really just lets you get your brain back on your shoulders of, like, this isn't life. Like, my life is my family. My life is 
my job. My life is making sure I have an education. My life is making sure I have a future. It's not revolving around a page full of pictures where it's just pictures showing memories. Like social media is just a place to show your memories so that you can look back to it of happy times with your friends or times where you were happy. It's essentially a photo album for like a bunch of people to see. Yeah. My I was going to say the same thing because I'll delete Instagram and Snapchat all the time, especially during school when I'm getting so distracted with schoolwork and I have, like, so much going on. I'll open Snapchat, like, 20 times. Like, nothing's changed. I just view everyone's stories. Or some weekends I'll stay in and to study, but then I see everyone going out and then I'm like, oh, I wish I could be them. This, but if I delete it, then you don't see anything. It's not there. Or even in the morning I find myself opening my phone going right to instagram right to snapchat and then i'll see stuff that i wish i didn't see and then it starts the day off bad and then like what's the purpose of that like i could have the best day coming but since i saw that now it's like well that stinks yeah it's like listeners i would try this this week count every time you wake up in the morning and check your phone and go right to social media and then count how many times during the day you check your social medias and i mean snapchat TikTok, Instagram, well, Twitter, anything that involves social media, count how many times. Because honestly, and it's it's funny because I've always, I've done it too where basically your, like your escape is your phone. Like you're uncomfortable, you go on your phone. You're in a public situation, you don't want to be in, you go on your phone and it's always social media you go on. Yeah. But then something I would do to get back to the segment that we're in to get my self-confidence and like get confidence and get on the journey of not getting down from feeling like I have to fit into a certain thing I used to put post-its of like positive affirmations on my mirror and when I was deep in it and my family's been really supportive in everything I've gone through my mom would send me in the mail post-it notes of quotes from like really like from empowering women and motivational speakers and even just stuff of like she would tell me and she would send me post-it notes since my freshman year, and I would save them, and I would tape them on my mirror so it's my mom's handwriting. So it's kind of like my mom's telling the words to me. So then oh. over time, I would read them, and then more and more, it's not my mom saying it, it's me saying it. That's so freaking Because think about it. the Everybody else lifts you up, but how do you learn to lift yourself up? So I kept using my mom's handwriting and using my mom's words... And over time, the more and more I saw it, and I have to find those quotes, I sadly don't know where they went. I can honestly make my mom rewrite them for me since I've been away from home for so long. But, yeah, over time, seeing my mom's words, it was then my brain talking instead of my mom. That's awesome. And that's, like, a really great way to have, like, a positive association with the mindset change you're trying to make. And that goes for anything, too, whether you're trying to feel less negative or envious or whatever, or if you're trying to work towards the goal. If you have, like, anything that you can physically make a positive association with it, you're going to get there so much faster. Like, for example, if you have gym goals, making positive associations with that is actually going to motivate you to go get those goals quicker rather than from a place of hate or a place of negativity. It's the same thing with the mindset change. Like, if you're feeling envious or feeling like you're comparing yourself so much, instead of, like, totally hating on yourself for it, make a positive association and be like, okay, 
like everyone feels this way. I've said this so many times, but make <laughs> some type of physical positive association, like the post-it notes that are written by your mom. Like that's physical. So that's yeah. now a positive association with that mindset change. Yeah. It'd be so helpful. I agree. Anything else to add to the second part of how we realize that everybody goes through the same thing we do? Um, one thing, the one suggestion is that I love to journal and I find that it start. I do it in the morning and I do it at night and it starts my day off great because instead of picking up my phone, like Amanda said, like when you pick up your phone, then you see something on social media, you can start your day off wrong. But when you start journaling and you actually think about your thoughts and how it, it just, it empowers your day, it centers your mind and it just, I don't know, it's more positive for me than scrolling on social media yeah I need to go back to that I was such an avid journaler and I would write five things I'm grateful for five three things that went great yesterday the day before and then three things I and hope to go well today and it was such a great way to start my day yeah I really need to go back to that thank you Hannah. I think that's a good like a good thing to do rather than checking your phone right away that can bring you down yeah. so that's like a great thing Something that I think helps is just going for a walk. I'll leave my phone at home, girl walk around my neighborhood, and just listen to music. I feel like music is so helpful. Really or is. the gym clears my mind as long as I don't end up on social media. If I just listen to music and walk on the treadmill, I feel like my headspace is so clear when I get out. I feel like I completed something already, a nice early gym workout. That's what helps usually. Yeah. That's a that's a bit of information about our next episode, so stay tuned, listeners. We'll yeah. talk about the hot girl walk. It does have added benefits. It really does. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> I have a, so like another thing too. If it, you're not more, or I guess if you're not into more conventional ways of like releasing, I love to sing. And if I feel, I always say like if I I like like I have a double major in studio art. And nutrition. So anytime I would draw, I would like say, oh, that's my calm. That's my happy. But anytime I would feel so like negative, I would just like, if the second I got a chance to be alone, I would just like belt out and saw it is so therapeutic. Like if you like aren't into journaling, if you can't like have the ability to go on a hot girl walk, like find what works for you to kind of deal with whatever emotion that is and for me that would be song and just like totally belting into song by yourself so therapeutic it totally works too even if it's not you talking about those emotions just like even singing a really sad song out loud works perfectly that was me with dancing because I was a dancer for 17 years and whenever Mm -hmm. I got stressed or whenever it was just like just really like depressive girl hours I would just like lock myself my family would call it my me time which I honestly like still coin the term and I'll probably copyright it for nobody else to use but because I've like I've had me time since I was five years old and it would always be dancing so yeah so on to our last segment sadly kind of like how we realize we're beautiful in our own ways because everybody is beautiful every person is beautiful in their own ways so kind of just kind of how like we're still on this journey but kind of you know stories of how we realize like I'm you're a beautiful person inside and out 
Yeah. I like to, I feel like what helps me is being around family. Because I feel like families, like, they'll hype you up. My grandparents are always telling me. So I feel like that is best of how I deal with it and how I, like, realize, like, oh, like, and then also I think about, like, how lucky I am. Like, I, my family's here. I have, like, such a good support system, my friends. And, like, you have to think about the good over the bad. They're, everyone's going to have bad, but you have to realize there's always good out there. Absolutely, and really take a look at your support system and how much they love you and how much they care about you and how they, like, almost put you on this pedestal, too, and they look up to you, you know what I mean? Just, like, you would support them in those ways they support you. That's also a good reminder of, oh, wow, this is how I'm viewed in these people's eyes, even Mm -hmm. if I'm not viewed in other people's eyes that way, like, you know, random people at parties who like to give unwarranted comments right Lena I mean they may be saying that I'm thinking that but you have people who love and care about you who will speak mountains and volumes about you yeah and really hold on to those people cherish cherish that yeah I agree I think that my mom has just been my biggest supporter my biggest hype woman she's the best um and honestly just embracing your uniqueness because there's no one like you there's no one like you unless someone just happens to have the same looks the same structure and the same personality it's impossible but just focusing on things that make you happy and building yourself self up constantly just knowing that you're at the end of the day you have to be your biggest supporter your biggest hype woman and yeah but yeah surrounding yourself with people like amanda said that just uplift you is the it's the biggest thing that you can do too no i agree with all that the biggest lesson i learned and this was probably from my bubby and my mother, um, which it's, it sounds so simple, but it's so mentally challenging, and it was, it's the biggest mental hurdle I've ever had to accomplish, but my bubby and mom would always tell me, you gotta learn to love what you got, because you're never gonna get another, I mean, I don't know what happens when we go, so I don't know what's gonna happen, I don't know if I'm gonna be put in a different body, or whatnot, but I realized I was like, I got this one body, this is all I'm ever going to have, nothing is going to change, like, and then, I said this a while ago on past episodes, my hair is never going to be straight enough, my hair is, I'm never going to be skinny enough, I'm never going to be this or I'm never going to be that, like, I'm never going to be enough, so if I'm always going to be pushing and fighting for something, again, like, it's always we want what we can't have, if it's ever, if I'm always going to think it's not enough, why put myself through that and said learn with what I have and love what I have and it took a lot of learning how to do my hair like I didn't know how to do my hair until I got to college and that I didn't know how to make sure my hair was healthy until last year and then I learned to love my hair I didn't learn to love my body until I realized food was fuel and that some people want curves some people want the body frame I have, and then learning the exercise that actually enhances the body frame I have. And then literally every single thing that I would nitpick, I realized that I got to learn what works for it and then learn to love it and then be okay with that's how it is because I'm never going to be put in a different body. And it's, again, the hardest mental challenge that anybody probably I think could ever go through, especially due to social media. But then it kind of was like an aha moment of like, 
why did I put myself through this? You know what I mean? Like, I really took a step back and I was like, why did I do that to myself? And it's almost like when you start to see everybody on social media looking the same, that's more, I guess for lack of better words, out of pocket than like everyone just being their own unique selves. When you Mm -hmm. start seeing everyone kind of looking the same and similar, that's not just because it's like, there's something wrong with you it's because like there's some type of trend that's heading in that direction when everyone starts looking the same and starts doing the same things and starts you know what i mean like that's almost uh it's almost weirder when that happens than just everyone being themselves it is and i realized that too in terms of like the whole like what i was just saying of like learning to love what i have because it was like do I want to blend in to be this ginormous pool of people that all do and look the exact same? Or do I want to stand out and be me because this is what I was given? So why try and pull yourself into a pool a pool of people that all look and are the exact same when you could just be yourself? I would just add one thing. like I don't think people realize like a, complicating, a compliment can go such a long way yes like and people don't give each other enough compliments I think there's like a lot of competition but by giving someone a compliment it can boost their confidence and then if you realize like once like you were saying before how you got the compliment it goes a long way and then you're like oh someone thinks this of me that's like it boosts it boosts everyone up and I think not it doesn't happen nearly enough as it, it should thank you Amanda I totally forgot about that really pay it forward like, yeah. they taught us when we were five years old, like, you should be thanking people. You should be, like, if you have something nice to say about someone, say it. It doesn't cost anything. It so doesn't. We'll all think it, like, oh, my, like, the it girl, you see that. So give her a compliment because you don't know what she's going through that day. Yeah. Or, I totally agree. And that can really make someone's day. It really does. Honestly, listeners, this week, try and compliment five random people at five random points throughout the week. It all comes back to you. Like, you're only putting out good energy and good vibes, and it's only coming back to you when you do that. So, I completely agree with that. Thank you, Amanda. Allie, anything else? I'm all set. Well, thank you so much, Amanda and Hannah. I've missed you guys so much from not being at Nutrition Club. Um, Oh, I know. Please come to Nutrition Club. Follow yes, follow the Instagram at Amanda. I think I forgot the Instagram handle and I was literally just president. Um, hold on, listeners. We're going to plug Nutrition Club because it's literally free snacks. It's URI Nutrition Club. That's the Instagram handle. So follow at URI Nutrition Club. Come to Nutrition Club. It is an amazing time. You get free food. You play games like Hangman. I might come randomly one time for Nutrition Club because... Well, I don't know when you guys are doing it this semester, so. Well, we do. We'll definitely let you know. And yes, it is so fun. We talk about life. We rant and we do Rosebud Thorn. And it's just, it's all good vibes. We love it. Well, thank you girls so much for being on the podcast. It was really, really such a treat. And thank you for having us. Of course. Thank you so much. And. With that, I guess we will sign off. So bye listeners. See you next week.